Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, you guys. I am so happy that you're here. I hope that you had a great weekend. We had a really fun weekend. Let's see. On Saturday, we did a little beach volleyball, and we ended the day with a Dutch Blitz tournament, my favorite game, highly recommend. And then Sunday, we had a really relaxing day. We have a lot coming up this week, both with How'd She Do That podcast, as well as personally for the Landers family. So it's great just to relax a little bit on Sunday, and we're excited. There's so many fun things ahead. Well, today we welcome my new friend, Lyndon Orr, onto the podcast. I loved getting to know Lyndon a little bit better, and I know you will too. And then this Friday, you guys, looking forward, I'm excited to share we're going to have an episode on Friday that's going to be paired with a giveaway with a young entrepreneur. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. And looking ahead to next week, next Tuesday, we're actually not going to have a guest episode on Tuesday. You're going to hear from me. So in honor of my 30th birthday on the 25th, I wanted to do something a little different, something a little special. It will be a 30 things I've learned by 30 episode. And it's actually one that I'm really excited about. So maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you know everything that I've learned in the last 30 years, more likely than not you do. Regardless, I'm excited (laughs) to share. And then lastly, on a personal note, Luke and I will be traveling to Dallas this weekend as my sister-in-law is getting married. We are so excited for her. I can't wait to be with our family. So if you're a Dallas listener, I'll be in Dallas the following week, running around quite a bit, send me your recommendations, and please do say hi if we run into each other. Well, I hope that you are ready for another awesome episode of How'd She Do That podcast. Like I said, today's guest is incredible. Thank you all so much for your awesome feedback. Thank you for sharing these episodes on your Instagram stories. Please do tag Lyndon and I and enjoy this conversation. Here is Lyndon Orr on How'd She Do That. Today's guest, Lyndon Orr, has an impressive modeling and acting resume, as well as a passion for all things healthy living. Lyndon's modeling career began at age 11, and she has since continued to pursue that passion with the help of some of the world's top modeling agencies. Lyndon has worked hard to be the best model she can be by spreading joy on set, seeking to bring high energy to shoots, as well as using criticism to grow and learn her craft. If she looks familiar, you may recognize her from roles in The Highwaymen, Everybody Wants Some, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Lyndon is also the founder of The Lyndon Lifestyle, which she launched in 2017. Lyndon's practical, vulnerable, and fun approach to living a healthy and balanced life is refreshing to many. Originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, Lyndon's passion and love for life is inspired by her faith, her family, and friends. When Lyndon isn't traveling for work, recipe testing, or prepping for her next shoot, she is likely singing a duet with her darling mom, hanging out with friends, and exploring Southern California. Lyndon, welcome to How'd She Do That? 
Emily, that was the best intro of all time. (laughs) You just nailed that. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Well, I have been, and and I I just laughed because we were chatting before this, and it was like I was going to forget to hit record. I think we're going to be fast friends. (laughs) I know. Me too. I, I told Emily, she has the best voice of all time. I know all the listeners agree. It's like... I need to calm down. Let me turn on Emily so I can just listen to her soothing voice. <laughs> oh, well, that is so sweet. And I'm happy to hear that. Maybe I'm in the right, maybe I'm in the right field. I'm doing the right thing. You are. And Thank you, you are. are so sweet to to take time today to come and share your story. Just a little insight for listeners. Um, Lyndon is someone that I just have followed on social media. I recognize that we have a lot of overlap in life and potentially some some friends, but but I love everything that you share. You have such a joy and, and happiness about you that I thought, this girl has got to come on the podcast and talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Well, I definitely have found my passion in life, and that makes it easy to feel very happy and passionate about going to work every day. Oh, well, it's amazing. Let's let's dive in. I'm excited. I mentioned in your in your intro a little insight that you actually began modeling at a very young age. So for many of my guests, I kind of start in that college season of life. But for you, maybe let's backtrack a little bit. Maybe tell us about growing up, what it looked like to begin modeling, and then we can kind of move on to to college and what that looked like for you as well. Yeah, for sure. So the funniest thing, my mom and I are so close and she always, she is the most extroverted person. I mean, she just has the best personality. And then I was born and I was so shy. I mean, painfully shy. Like even my godmother would come up to talk to me and I'm like hiding behind my mom. So my mom's like, what is going on? But she took me to this style show, you know, one of those where it's a mommy daughter type of thing, fundraiser. And she had kind of shown me, okay, Lyndon, you're going to walk out there and do a little turn. And she thought she was going to have to drag me down (laughs) and just smile. And and I was going to be terrified. But so my mom did the turn and she came back and then I went by myself and like did that turn smiling and giving some sass. And she was like, okay, okay. I think maybe we found something here. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, was this when you were 11 or was this even younger than that? This was younger than that, but it just oh. kind of sparked an idea for my mom that maybe a crowd was something that I could handle, oh. which was so weird to her. She was like, where is this coming from? But um, <laughs> one of my best friends, um, the Williams family, they had their son doing some modeling. Oh. And my mom just took me with them one time and and Scott Cooper, who's been my just my lifeline and my mother agent, pretty much my whole life, signed me when I was 11 to Evolution in Charlotte as um, as a model. So that's where I got started. What is some, What are some of your very first memories? Because many people, you know, I have them come on the podcast and it might be later in life that they really found your passion, but to have found it and such amazing guidance from your mom, to have found mm-hmm. it at such a young age, what are some of your first memories? I'd love to know what was that like to be on set at such a young age? Oh my gosh, it was so fun. My mom made everything so fun. She took me to New York when I was 12 and I landed limited two, which was like the biggest fun thing of my whole life and dream. 
the dream. Oh my gosh. When I showed up, they're like, by the way, you're on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> I just totally caught the bug. I mean, it was so fun. Made lots of friends on set. And then when the magazine came out, there were big posters in the window, you know, of all of us girls together. And it was just, oh, it was just such a dream and so much fun. And I haven't really lost that excitement about it at all, but it that's where it started. And it's just continued all these years because it's so fun to, to be able to do something that you feel like, okay, I have some confidence here. I feel like I'm good at this and, mm. and really to see some, some good things come from it. And honestly have a chance to, even from a young age, be able to talk about my faith with people on set. That was mm. also a big, a big motivating factor for me. Wow. Well, and two, to think about you being so young and, and moving into a position that can be terrifying for young women and many times confidence can be stirred up a little bit. How was that for you moving from childhood, having so much fun? It sounds like the, the joy and the fun element really over, you know, overtook the, the side that can be potentially negative. But what was it like in high school, perhaps? Were you still taking jobs? What did that look like for you? Yes. So I worked really hard in high school on my schoolwork and my school was so sweet to kind of get the agreement. If you keep your grades up, you can also have this career, which I know is not the case for everyone, but that worked out so well. When I was 12, my biggest fear was that, you know, my foot was too big for the shoe, (laughs) you know? So then getting into high school, I played volleyball. So I was always in in shape for the clothes and everything. But the part that really was um, kind of tricky was right after high school, staying Mm. in that, in that type of shape. I hadn't really given it much thought, Mm. you know, because the the clothes fit just from working out so hard every day and um, then getting to college, you know, as it happens for a lot of people, when you stop playing sports, you kind of realize, oh, okay, I've really got to work out on my own now, Right, (laughs) you know? And so um, definitely big part of modeling is fitting into the clothes because clients want their clothes to look their best. You know, it's not, it's something that I've had to really separate my body image from the fact that a client wants their outfit that they've put together to really be on a hanger mm-hmm. in, in front of the camera. And and thinking of it that way has really helped me keep a very positive body image by separating the two, but it took a while to get there. Well, and it's amazing that you were able to move into that mindset and really think, okay, this isn't just, you know, me attempting to be a smaller size. This is my job. This is something that I'm going to do to make sure that I can make sure I'm the best model for my clients. Now, you mentioned moving from from high school into college. Tell us about this season of life. Where did you go to school and perhaps what did you major in? I went to the University of Texas. It was so fun. And I majored in radio, television, and film. And it honestly actually has helped me, especially with my um, London lifestyle, with making videos, and also with auditioning, because I've kind of moved into the acting world as well. A lot of times I have to splice together audition videos, that sort of thing. And just having that... I. I did a lot of editing in college and that's been really helpful. And you kind of had a, a head start in realizing what your major might be. I mean, thinking about modeling at the time after high school and stepping into college, was that something you knew you would continue to do? Yes, I, I definitely wanted to continue through college. I did have to take a small break 
just because I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I balance all of this? Mm-hmm. How do I balance exams and taking jobs? And a lot of jobs in modeling are very last minute. Right. And <laughs> almost anyone in the modeling industry will tell you, you have to be ready to hop on a flight or whatever it might be, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> you know, always being ready for that and not having a day where you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I, I need a couple days to prepare for this job. That's not really a luxury that we have a lot of the time. Right, exactly, which is something that many of us would find glamorous and exciting, but a little insight, and this is fun, and this is very much, you know, the modeling world. We were even moving this date around a little bit because, and congrats to Lyndon, she has another job later this week. So it's a fun example of how things can just turn immediately. I mean, you might be in one state and then you're on to the next. What Mm -hmm. did that look like when you graduated from school? I usually love to say, you know, what was your first role out of school? But perhaps was it jobs? I mean, are there jobs that can be a long period of time? How is it that you can kind of plan ahead? Gosh, I, I even want to say financially to say, okay, this is kind of what my my month is going to look like, my year is going to look like. I mean, when you graduated, what, what was that like? Because so many of us step into what we hope will be a full-time salaried role and you're off and you have all kinds of different gigs lined up, I'm guessing. Yes, exactly. Okay. It was, it was actually, I just have to know that the Lord has a plan and I'm just going to go along with it. That is like my life motto at this point. So when I graduated college, I knew I wanted to go out to LA. I really had had that on my heart. I knew that was what I needed to do, but I also knew that you have to have some money saved up before you do that. So I really thought, okay, I'm going to go to Dallas because I know I can really work a lot in the Dallas market. I had already spent three or four entire summers working in New York since my 12-year-old limited to summer doing really fun jobs. And um, so I wanted to give LA a real chance, especially since they have the acting component as well. Yes. So I kept saying while I was in Dallas, okay, in two months, I'm going to go to LA. In four months, I'm going to go to LA. But it took a while to save up the amount of money that I really needed Mm -hmm. to get out there. So it took me until a whole year, until the next May. And then I moved out. Um, But yeah, I worked really hard so that I could save up to get out there. And once I got out there, then (laughs) it's very expensive out there. And so I just (laughs) kept having to you know, people call it the hustle, but really like I was also doing some babysitting and cause right. the cost of living in Los Angeles is high. It, it does sound like such a glamorous job, but even if you're working all the time modeling, I mean, you really have to put in the work and it's stressful, but sometimes that stress can be kind of like motivating and exciting if you have the right mindset about it. And that's where I tried to, I tried to stay in that mindset about it. Oh, I love that. And I love too, it just sounds like that's an area that you really have honed in on. I don't know if that's your upbringing. I could guess that perhaps it is, but that positive mentality moving forward. And like you said, my husband and I, we're in Los Angeles and we feel the exact same. And my move was from Dallas to Los Angeles and you see what it takes to live out here, what it takes to do. Now, what year was this? Because you said that was a full year you're working in Dallas. And then what year did you come out to LA? In 2018. Okay. 2018. So, and you're still in LA, is that right? 
Yes. Well, I, I have an apartment in LA, but I'm working a lot in Texas right now, just with COVID and everything. It's It's been a little bit of a different year this year. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, within that same timeline, I believe the Linden lifestyle started. Is that true as well? So crazy enough, I had an amazing teacher my senior year of college. So it was 2017. And she said, okay, for your next project, you're just going to do whatever you've always wanted to do. And I'm going to hold you accountable for it. And it was the most amazing thing. I mean, I've always wanted to have a health food podcast because I have really severe migraines and I know I wish I had someone who had helped me figure out, okay, how do I cut these migraine triggers out of my life or for mm. some people it's allergies, whatever it might be. So in the class, like my best friend, Caroline, she wrote an album, an entire album. Someone oh my gosh. Book, I made a food blog. And so that's really where it started. And it's been really fun. Oh my gosh. Well, that is so fun to hear. I have a similar story in the fact that the Linden lifestyle has continued on. And you guys, I'm going to give you a chance. You might have already looked Linden up, I'm sure. I'll give you a chance to connect with her later on. But that's really fun. And for those of you who are listening, who are college students, I want to reiterate the example that Linden just gave of a class assignment that she took seriously you guys, she took that seriously, and it's something that has continued to bring her so much life and joy and fun and creativity. So next time you hear of a class assignment, and it might not be one that cool where it's like, hey, go do whatever you've wanted to do. That's pretty amazing. But there are assignments, I think, in college that can actually help you really hone in on what it is you're passionate about. Now, you mentioned something very interesting with, gosh, having these kind of debilitating migraines. When did that start? And what did that journey look like for you to actually recognize, hey, this might be something that that I can help make easier on myself through through a healthy lifestyle? What did that look like? Wow. Uh, the migraines have been the biggest thorn in my side probably mm. of my whole life. It started... I had a head injury when I was eight years old and I already had the migraine gene. It's something that's part of my family just, you know, sporadically. And so when I was eight, I started having these really bad headaches and they got worse when I moved to Texas and I was 13. So I went to see a neurologist and he just put me on the elimination diet, basically said, don't eat dairy, eggs, peanuts, I mean, he didn't say red wine at the time because I was 13, but that was on the list of common migraine triggers. And so I cut all those things out at 13 years old. It was so tough. I mean, pizza parties, you know, all that stuff. It was really hard to have that kind of self-control as a middle schooler, especially since I just moved to a new place and was making new friends and stuff. But my mom was so good about it and we stuck to it. And we found out that I had a handful of triggers that were causing these migraines. Wow. And I mean, I was still getting the headaches, even though I had cut the food out, they were just a lot better. Um, but it really, it affected my, my work a lot because I had to take extra precaution all the time, make sure I was so hydrated and really living and breathing this healthy lifestyle. One thing for sure to, I mean, as part of my job, being forced to eat healthy like this, it's been great for my headaches, but also eating whole foods has been so great. Just, you know, your hair looks better. Your eyes are clear. You can think clearly. Right. It, it really does 
give me a whole great mindset about my work. It makes it easier for me to show up and be excited about work and but put my best foot forward. Yes. And you definitely do. I love seeing the recipes that you share and just the encouragement mm-hmm. to try to, to try to make those healthy changes. What would you say for someone who's listening? Perhaps it's acne, perhaps it's migraines, perhaps there's something uh, that they think, you know what, I've never tried what Lyndon's talking about. I've actually never tried a healthy diet. I, I don't know even where to begin. What What would you say to someone who wants to begin? Just begin. Where should they start? To me, it starts with your thoughts, which is kind of, I, to me, everything revolves around your thoughts. So first I would say, starting with not, you know, weight loss or something like that, but instead you know what? I really want to be the best version of myself that God created me to be. Mm. I'm going to eat the foods that he created. Mm. So I'm going to eat these beautiful vegetables. Like sweet potatoes, for instance, are full of beta carotene, which can help your skin glow, help your nails grow, things like that. Thinking about it with that mindset. And I actually read a book called Eat Pretty by Jolene Hart. And that really changed my mindset because it goes through all these foods from the earth that, and what they do, you know, how they help you, how they clear your mind or clear your skin or whatever it might be. So just starting with that mindset and then taking baby steps, maybe, you know, the whole eat this, not that process is really helpful. Just, you know, maybe for dessert, instead of a chocolate chip cookie, maybe try like something I have on my blog that's made with almond butter and almond flour and things Mm. that are not processed. You guys. She just gave so many good tips. I'm taking notes over here <laughs> and I'm thinking about you, listener, who who you might be surprised. Maybe you are listening to this episode and you're you're wanting to hear more about modeling, which you guys were gonna get to. But now you're hearing more about Lyndon's lifestyle. And I just want to backtrack. You really hit it on the head. And this is such a bigger thing than than modeling, than eating healthy, that thoughts, that that area of everything starts with your thoughts. And I love that you just made an amazing point of shifting. If someone's listening and perhaps there, there is an issue that you've experienced with food, or perhaps there is some ailment that you're trying to think, okay, how can I, how can I help myself? But going back to that, that thoughts and changing the, the thought pattern in your mind. So remove weight, weight loss, remove maybe even whatever it is that's your ailment and think about what Lyndon just said. Okay, what food did God create, which is so cool to tie that in, and where can I find it? What's going to be the best thing for me to feed my body so that my eyes sparkle, so that my skin clears up, but really thinking about, okay, how can I best steward, and I think this is what what we're getting at, how can I best steward not only my body for modeling or for whatever it is that I'm called to, but my life. I love that thought, just being able to think through, okay, what's the bigger picture here? Bigger than weight loss, bigger than acne, bigger than the migraines. How can I make this a wholesome lifestyle for me to step into? Totally. And this is so random, but I was watching Dr. Phil at the nail salon one time. (laughs) He said something along the lines of where your thoughts go, your life will follow. And it's very true that, you know, what you're focused on, what you're thinking about, your your life will follow that pattern. And so why not just think about mm. 
how can I be my best? What's my goal? What's the best way I can fuel my body or whatever Mm. it might be? So I totally agree with you that that's a great foundation to start with. Mm. And too, I love that. I love that quote. And I love that you just thought of that. And I can see, and you guys, as you get to know Lyndon, as we continue with her story, and I believe as you guys go and find her on social and whatnot, you're going to see, I could probably tell you some of the thoughts that Lyndon thinks about herself and about her life because of the amazing life that she has created for herself. I bet you Mm -hmm. that Lyndon knows she is fearfully and wonderfully made. I bet she knows that she has a calling on her life. I bet she knows that modeling is bigger than just a photo for her. So wow, that I like have chills over here. Just thinking about what is it that you can step into believing, moving forward in faith. I mean, yeah, I, I just I feel like I could unpack this so much more with you, but I want to hear I want to hear more about this move to LA. I want to hear about the jobs that you stepped into. Tell us, let's move back to kind of where you're at in life. We've been chatting about it. You moved from Texas to Los Angeles. What did those first few months look like? Perhaps maybe an exciting job. Tell us about what that season was like. Well, it's it was actually really wonderful. I love my roommate out there. We're kind of in a, a cute little neighborhood. I love my neighbors so much. Um, they're kind of like a family to me. Um, I babysit their kids. I love to hang out with them. I just really made a community for myself there. Um, I try to, you know, not spend all my time in Hollywood because it's a little <laughs> crazy. Yes. So I kind of, I live in an area that may, that I feel safe in, mm. um, getting outside fresh air. That's great. And I initially had signed with an agency there and, you know, had, had some jobs, was working and going on auditions as well for movie parts. And I remember I came to Texas for a job and was in an Uber and I got a call from my mother agent. And she said, your LA modeling agency has dropped you. Oh, wow. And that was a very shocking and just totally confusing moment in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there in the back of the Uber and my eyes were filling with tears. And my sweet Uber driver in his accent said, are you okay? (laughs) I'm just having a really confusing hard day. Mm -hmm. And when we, we came to a stop, And he turned around and he said, if the God of the universe made the heavens and the earth and created you, do you not know that he has a plan for you? Like, Sir, (laughs) whoa, you just hit the nail on the head. Oh my gosh. So I pulled up my bootstraps, got with my mother agent in Charlotte, and she set up a series of meetings for me with a bunch of new modeling agencies out there. And let me tell you, that is not an easy process. I mean, you have to put your best foot forward for like seven meetings in a row, looking your best, you know, it's, I mean, their job interviews and they're looking at your picture. They're looking at you right? and I had to make sure my measurements were right. And that I was just, you know, trying to look fashionable and all of these things. And I ended up signing with DT, who I adore. I love them so much. They've already booked me a major campaign that we shot this summer in the desert. They've been so incredible. And 
it was just really cool how, you know, I moved out, I'm working hard, I had this failure, but now I'm exactly where I need to be because of the failure. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome. And just an encouragement for anyone who is experiencing a closed door, one uh-huh. will always open. Now, one one question I have, when you say mother agency, do you have like a main agency with with like side agencies? What does that kind of look like for those of us who don't know modeling as much? So my mother agent is who I signed with when I was 11, Evolution and Charlotte. They are so amazing. And it's very important to be loyal to your mother agent and and they'll be loyal to you. They are the ones who placed me with Wilhelmina in New York, with Wilhelmina in Chicago, Wilhelmina in Miami, um, with BT in LA, with Kim Dawson. They place me everywhere if there's ever an issue with you know, maybe my agency or my agency has an issue going on with me, that's a great buffer. Sometimes, you know, there are things you can't necessarily say that you can have your mother agent say. Mm. They are so important. And it's really, really important to sign with somebody first who's really going to take care of you and has a great interest in you. Oh, that's amazing. And to have someone in your corner from age Mm -hmm. 11 that you can trust in this crazy world of modeling. Now, tell us a little bit, because you mentioned this, and I'm so eager to hear just like detailed stories of maybe your favorite memory on set and whatnot. But first, I want to hear from modeling, we're stepping into acting a little bit. So tell us about that, because I mentioned a few places people may recognize you. What, What has that transition looked like? And how are you enjoying it? Well, it's been so fun. First of all, (laughs) when I was in between sizes, because you know, I was shooting girls and then juniors is next. But when I'm, you know, 13 and 14, I'm in between sizes. So I started taking acting classes and it was really fun. So I kind of had that in my belt. Acting classes are very important. I just was loving it. I thought it was so fun. It was fun to memorize scripts and get to play a totally different character than who you are. So when I have been out in LA, I met a manager there who's the best. He is so amazing. And he got me hooked up with um, an acting agency as well. And I went on an audition for this show. And let me tell you, Emily, it's so weird. I'm sitting in the audition room. I have been rehearsing these lines all night, you know, and then I see (laughs) all these girls who look kind of just like me in the waiting room and I'm looking on the walls and they have all these great posters of, you know, these incredible movies and TV shows that they've cast. And I'm, this is for ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I'm auditioning for. And I can hear the person in front of me in the room doing the exact same audition. Oh, sitting there like trying not to listen, going over my lines. And so I walk into the room and I just, you know, did my, did my part. And they said, that was great. And I felt so good about it. So I walked to my car and got a call and they're like, you got it. Oh and my God. Fun. And that was such a great moment where, you know, cause for every 30, 40, 50 auditions you do, you're going to get maybe right. one. Right. It's a lot of rejection. So to get one yes was just such an encouragement. Like, all right, I'm doing something right. I can do this. <laughs> And it was oh my so fun. Oh my gosh. It was the best being on that set and being on the Marvel studio set and seeing where other movies are filmed oh. and all of that stuff. And I had my first kissing scene. Oh which was- my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. 
That is so fun. I love it. And so you actually left and tell me this because I know that there's a crazy timeline. And for those of us who aren't necessarily in the audition world, you can actually, I mean, for them, for you to get in your car and for them to call you immediately and say, you got it. That's really something, isn't it? Yes. That normally doesn't happen. I think maybe they just, I just happen to be exactly what they were looking for. And that's a huge part of this job as well. Mm -hmm. They have something in mind already. Right. Before you walk in the door. So another way to not feel personal rejection is walking in and knowing this person wants it to be me. They want it to mm. be me, but I might not fit exactly what they have already laid out in their mind as this role is going to be. That's where acting and modeling. And just keeping that in mind is that it's not me. They already have something in their mind. They want it to be me. They're, they're rooting for me, wow. but I just might be blonde and they might be looking for a brunette. Wow. I've never heard, I've had actresses and I've had, uh, you know, different people on the podcast. I've never heard that said so well. What Now that cannot, is that a learned, is that something that you learned or is that something that someone helped guide you in your younger years? Because that's, that's pretty amazing. I feel like bits and pieces of I've heard a little bit of that here and there, but really I just had to keep telling myself that again and again, just doing this for so long. My, um, my sister-in-law's cousin, Amber is a casting director and she let me come in and actually be on the other side of it, which was so awesome and read with people who were auditioning. And she let me feel that, that feeling of, I want this person to do great when they step in the door. I want them to be amazing. I don't want them to be nervous because it's just me. They're reading this. I'm rooting for them totally. So that was a great feeling to be on the other side of it and get to see it from another perspective. Well, and so so refreshing for us to hear as well. I'm sure the listener is enjoying this, but I think there is such a, you know, just a thought around modeling for people who don't know about modeling or acting or auditions. And and you hear all these crazy stories. I mean, in LA, you're like, what? These people are insane. But to go in and this, gosh, this goes back, this so goes back to mindset, but thinking the best of the people that you're auditioning in front of, that actually protects you. Think the best. Of course, they want me to do a good job, but they might be looking for someone who's shorter than me or taller than me or brunette. I mean, I love that you've been able to really protect yourself mentally by thinking the best of others. That is a great way to put it. And I really think that that is exactly what it comes down to. Mm. And and in any area of life, you know, for me too, to be encouraged by that, if I'm working with clients or perhaps there's somebody that I want to come on the podcast and I'd, I'd love for them to join me, but you know, gosh, they must have just, they must be so busy this week and that's why they didn't email me back. I mean, we could play out so many scenarios and gosh, that story is just really hitting me. That That's amazing that you're able to step in and to release whatever it is they decide because they're rooting for you. I just love that. Totally. I think that's, I mean, why not think that way? I mean, really, that's probably what's going on, especially in in that arena. You know, sometimes not everyone might be that positive. Right. (laughs) Why not just think that way? It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't affect you any differently. I think thinking the best of people is always the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially in in the roles that you take and in the industry that you're in, to be able to think the best of others is is huge for everyone, but specifically thinking about modeling and acting. Well, we've chatted a little bit about some of your favorite moments. I mean, how amazing to be on set and to be with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. team and whatnot. 
I would love to know, um, what's maybe one of your favorite memories on set? I know there's tons, but maybe what's your favorite? There have been so many amazing memories and so many great friends I've made. I would say one of my favorite moments was shooting for Seventeen Magazine when I was 18 years old. I shot for them a handful of times, but my favorite was going to Central Park. And we had a whole crew out there. It was just beautiful weather. We were doing kind of, remember when color runs were popular? So they were throwing all these like colored, colorful chalk type things at me and I was running through it and it was just so fun. And the, the title of it was called Love Your Body. And it was just kind of at the beginning of like the self-love and and everything movement. And I just, that was a really, really special time for me. And it was the only time that anyone has ever said, you can keep the clothes, which was hilarious because they were ruined by the chalk. (laughs) I was like, gee, thanks. Okay. That's (laughs) hilarious. That is so funny. Like the sentence that every model would hope to hear, like, wow. And those of us who don't model, we're like, that would be amazing. And you're taking home chalk clothes with chalk on (laughs) them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the coolest tennis shoes, but are just like covered in colored chalk. (laughs) Thank no, you. Tell, <laughs> tell me this because this is so. And I again, I could. Gosh, I there's. I feel like I have so many questions for you. But with it, with a shoot like that, you're in New York. Is that a day trip? Is that a trip that you and your mom would go on together? Would you make an event out of it, or was it like, no, I need to get back? Uh, how long are shoots usually, or or is there not really a time frame? They can be two days. They can be a longer time than that. What what is that kind of like? It totally depends. So for that shoot, I happened to be living there during the summer. I would go for three months every summer. Oh, nice. And just be living there in an apartment that my mom and I subleased. So that was for that one. But for instance, I shot a prom campaign for them for their prom magazine in September, and I had to miss a week of school. Okay. Wow. And so I went and stayed in a hotel for a week. So it just depends on you know, where you are at the time and, and really what the job is, how long it takes. A lot of jobs are just one day though. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's so fun to think about. Well, a favorite memory. Yes. Shooting for 17 magazine in Central Park. Um, You guys, that's like the teen dream. That is the best. That is such a fun answer. Uh, I'd love to know, is there anything that could top that? What's a real wow moment for you in your career where where maybe you really had to step back and be like, I cannot believe I'm doing this? I would say I had so much fun being a part of Everybody Wants Some. It's the sequel to Dazed and Confused. I was in college and they were casting this movie and I just thought it would be so fun to be a part of it. And so, um, I actually, they had offered me a part that there was something that I was uncomfortable doing in mm-hmm. the part. And I just said, I'm so sorry. Thank you for offering me this role, but I'm, I'm actually not okay doing that on, on film because things you do on film last forever. Right. And they said, okay, well, we'll still offer you a smaller role. So I was like, oh, yay, it still worked out. And so even though I didn't do that part, I still Mm -hmm. got to be a part of it. And it was so fun. Oh my gosh. We just danced the whole time. One of my closest friends, Glenn Powell and I met on that set where we had randomly met before. And then we got brought together again on that set. And we just had the best time dancing. It was all 80s music. Uh, It was just 
such a dream and such a blast to get to be on a movie set and and just see how everything is the movie magic, basically, especially since that was my major. Um, if someone's major is film, I totally recommend going and actually being on a real set because just like with any job, you know, being in the classroom is so so different than actually being there in person. Well, that's so fun. I'm going to have to look you up and see you on Everybody Wants Some. That is so fun to think about you and just to think about you, you know, saying, hey, this is not in line with who I am. This isn't going to be something that I record myself doing and then still being able to have that amazing experience. And I know you probably kind of put your foot out there thinking, okay, this could be me walking out the door with with right. my with saying this. Definitely. And I was prepared for that, but they still were so kind and and offered me a different role. So that was really nice. I love it. Well, I'd love to know because it's so cool to think about your career. And this is, you guys, this is just like a tiny glimpse into Lyndon's life. But I hope that you're hearing and recognizing the same themes that I am uh, because it's really amazing to think about from such a young age, stepping into really, I would argue, your calling for you to be able to step in and recognize, okay, this is something I want to move forward in at a very young age, knowing that, still being able to attend school, high school, college and then pursuing your passion by by moving to Los Angeles. What is something you wish people knew about modeling or acting or this industry that you love so much? The biggest thing to me is that people have sort of a idealized image of both of those jobs, you know, acting and modeling. Mm. But my job that I'm getting paid for, I am there on set to serve. Mm. I am there because people have hired me to either do a great job of showing off the clothes or to be totally prepared with my lines and know them. Mm -hmm. Um, In my mind, I am there because I am just a vessel to serve and love others. And if there's a need that needs to be filled, it's my job to fill it. Well, well said. Well said. And I think it's so cool to think about the industry that you've stepped into. And you guys, you probably have already caught on to this, but Lyndon is pretty amazing for her to well, step in and for that to be your response to recognize I'm here to serve my client. I'm here to get work done. I mean, whatever it is, whatever industry that you guys are stepping into, wouldn't it be cool if we all had that mindset? So for me, when I hear you say that, Lyndon, I'm like, okay, how can I best serve my guest? How can I best highlight Lyndon and her amazing career? How can I encourage others? And perhaps you're stepping into a role in finance. Okay, how can you best equip your client to spend their money wisely and serve them? That That is something you guys need to, I do this sometimes, pause and rewind and listen to what Lyndon just said and perhaps put it into action in your own life. That That's amazing, Lyndon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I, my mom and I always say this thing that we're trying to be on the excellent path. Mm. And to me, that means that, you know, what I'm doing in my job, in my everyday life, I'm, I'm doing with excellence for the Lord. I'm not mm. doing it with excellence for the art director, because the art director of that shoot that day might be in a terrible mood. Mm. And and I'm going to walk away from that job completely unfulfilled and feeling awful. And mm. I've done that before. 
And mm-hmm. it's not the way to live. The way to live is go with to be excellent and the best version of yourself because that's what we're called to do. And then you walk away, no matter what happened on set that day, knowing that you were your best and that you put your best foot forward. And that's something that's fulfilling and you can be confident about. I'm wondering, because we haven't talked about this, we haven't kind of touched on this. Is that how you're able to move forward without any kind of comparison? Because that's another area in modeling and in acting that can really get people down. I mean, you might have just given the answer, but how is it that you kind of combat the potential to compare yourself to those girls who are doing the same, you know, lines as you or look so similar. How do you combat that? Comparison is a real thing. And <laughs> comparison is also the thief of joy. Yes. So that's definitely something that I have worked really hard to eliminate, but of course, it'll always be there because we are human. Um I remember seeing a book titled Why Her um on the shelf one day. And the back of the book said something along the lines of God has a special plan for each person that we don't even know about. And so that's something that I kind of try to remember, you know, Instagram is just the propeller of comparison. I feel, (laughs) you know, it's hardly sometimes I get why people take social media breaks for sure. I can't because of my job. That's my clients are looking at that. That's my portfolio. I have to be updating it, but I I can see how that could really be the thief of joy. And just instead of thinking, you know, why her, what, what do I, what does she have that I don't or something like that? I try to think God has a special plan for that girl. It's Mm. not his plan for me. Mm. So I'm going to do everything in my power to be on my plan that what is next for me? What is the goal that I should have, what should I be working toward? Maybe I should be working toward what she's working toward. That's great. But because she got it, shouldn't be make me think any less of myself. So good. So good. I I love that. It ties in perfectly with one of my favorite quotes I saw this years ago, I think when I was living in New York. Uh, And it was, her success is not your failure. Love it. That's, that's just oh, that. Well, that's just what you just said. I mean, it, it, that's exactly what you just said, and I love that we were able to touch on that too. Because for you to be in the industry that you're in, having confidence, and you guys, Lyndon is just shining confidence and whatnot would be would be my thought here. But to hear that that's kind of your stance on it, it's like yes, absolutely. Oh, I love it, Lyndon. Well, I'd love to know too, and this is a little bit of a loaded question, but what is the greatest lesson that you have learned? I would say the two things are your thoughts determine the course of your life, like I said before, Mm -hmm. and that your personal best should be for you and not for pleasing someone else. Mm. I think definitely um, one thing that's sort of interesting is, you know, during COVID, it was, it was really tough getting back into work, getting back on set. But there's this one job that I work for in California and they're pretty specific. They want you to put your best foot forward. They want you to dress appropriately. They want you to be respectful. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl working there who was shooting the clothes that everyone, especially me really wanted to be shooting, but you know, that was, that was her role. And when COVID hit, she has not been back. She was very, um, 
she would just complain all day on set, you know, be smoking mm-hmm. a jewel on set and, and wearing clothes that weren't appropriate and right. really long breaks and that kind of thing. And, you know, when, when hard times hit, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, I, I'm so glad that I've been thinking the way I've been thinking and showing up to serve and being excellent for my own, for my own self, because now I'm shooting what she was shooting. Wow. It's yeah. like, they, I think that they wanted someone who was, you know, thinking positively and was going to bring positivity to the set and follow the rules and that sort of thing. And so that really taught me, okay, what you're doing and being positive in this way, especially when times get tough, really is for your best interest. Mm, And a great lesson to have learned, not the hard way, but to be able to look around and say, you know, I think I'm picking up on something here and I'm happy to be on the other side. I love that. Well, Lyndon, what are you learning now? What am I learning now? (laughs) I said even more than normal that, you know, I can't find security in in the small things of life, like where I'm living or what I'm doing tomorrow or, you know, what job I have on the horizon, but that my security is from the Lord and my security is from who I am and my, um, just the identity that I've built for myself. It's not in these little fleeting things in beauty or charm or mm-hmm. tomorrow, because those things can be gone in an instant. I can be on an airplane tomorrow or I might not be in LA for a few weeks. You know, I I really have to put my security in the things that are secure. Oh, that's so awesome. And for those of you who are listening, you know, you may uh, see Lyndon's life, the wonderful life, by the way, that she's created and, and to hear her of all people, you know, to be able to say, you know, charm is fleeting, beauty is fleeting, these things fade away, but she knows where her hope lasts forever. And I, I love that. Thank you for that reminder today, Lyndon. I know that you've got all kinds of, I mean, you've got a quick turnaround for a job on Thursday. You've got all kinds of stuff around the corner. What can we be looking out for? What's next for you? Well, I'm just continuing shooting, which has been really fun that photo shoots are still going on. I also, I just um, did an audition this morning for a TV show. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm going to send that in right after this. I'm glad that people are still, you know, in Hollywood making things happen. Um, So I'm just continuing to work at that and trying to get better every day. And I'm in between Texas and LA for now. And you know what? That's working right now. So I'm I'm very happy that that's an option. Oh, I love it. Well, hopefully the podcast will be a good luck charm for that TV show and we can hear hear about it. My fingers are crossed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, Lyndon, I am pretty sure I could, I actually think and hope that I'm going to talk to you again, because I think we have a lot more to uncover. But is there anything Mm -hmm. that we didn't cover today? We covered years and years, but is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? Um, I would say one of my favorite things that has just happened to happen through the years is making a lot of the people that I work with feel loved. Like I don't, I know I don't have to give my agents all Christmas gifts or write them handwritten notes or 
anything like that or the people on set. I don't, you know, have to write them or thank them or anything like that, but I love to do it because I want to, I want them to know how appreciative I I am of them and the work that they put in behind the scenes. And this can apply really for any job, right? Making people feel appreciated for what they have done for you is truly one of the, the best ways to make other people feel loved and know that you acknowledge all that they have done for you. And that's been one of the most rewarding things for me. I have very rarely booked a job that I haven't rebooked just, I believe, because of showing gratitude and appreciation Mm. for the people around me. Uh, You guys, are you catching all of these little hints that Lyndon is giving you? I'm thinking of Lyndon. Think of this, you guys. Lyndon's at a shoot, and instead of leaving the shoot hoping that her hair looks good or hoping that the pictures turn out or hoping that her portfolio is going to be better because of this shoot, she didn't mention any of that. I'm Hello. She didn't mention one of those things. Her hope after leaving a shoot is that the people around her felt good about themselves. Mm-hmm. What? What if? What if you guys, you listening, who is it in your life? Who is it in your life that you need to send a text and say, I appreciate you? How can you look outside of yourself as Lyndon has modeled for us today? And encourage someone in your life that perhaps needs encouragement more than you know. Wow. 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 Mm-hmm. Lyndon, you are the best. I'm I'm so excited about this conversation. And I can't wait to edit it because I got to listen to this all again. And I've got to take Yay. notes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I'm going to go text some people right now and say, I appreciate oh, you. Me too. Hey, let's, yes, let's be the example. And, and I'm going to get your number and you're going to be the first person I text. <laughs> oh, I love oh that so God. much. You guys. Well, <laughs> Oh, I think that they're they're witnessing like a new friendship happening right now. I'm so happy about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lyndon, oh my gosh, you oh. you are so sweet, and and I know that you have been so amazing to support the podcast. I mean, you've listened to episodes, and and so you might know the question that that I love to wrap with. Uh, you know thinking about networking. And uh, we have a lot of young women uh, that listen to the podcast, but we also have women who are looking to pivot in their careers. We have moms who've sent uh, kids off to school, off to college, and they're looking to step back into some kind of career trajectory. And I always, always harp on networking, similar to the some of the themes that you've shared about your mother agent and staying connected and continuing to network uh, with different agencies and whatnot. All of that to say... Who do you know that should come on and share their how did she do that story? Okay, I have three people that I love so Yay, much. Love it. Kendall is one of my best friends from high school. Kendall Potesta. She started Gallus Shop. It's these beautiful linens that she's made. Oh my gosh, you have to follow her. It's G A L L E S Shop on Instagram. 
Renee, one of my other close friends from high school, started Shop Posy. She makes the cutest scrunchies and is a total girl boss and like has amazing vision. She is awesome. And then Janine Amapola is one of my greatest friends from college. She has a blog and is on Instagram as an as an influencer. And she has just the best mindset about staying positive. And she loves to travel and does a lot of fun things and is just so encouraging. So those three women I really look up to, and I know that they have worked so hard to just create this incredible business, the three of them. And so I really recommend looking them up. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. And you all will have to be on the lookout for one of those three or all three amazing women. Uh, Lyndon, like I've said, I cannot get enough of, of this conversation. I'm so excited to now be connected with you. And I know that my listeners are eager to find you. Many of you have probably already looked Lyndon up, but where can listeners connect with you? My main Instagram is Lindenfruit. And then my secondary, which is my um, lifestyle and clean eating, is the Linden lifestyle. I love it. Well, you all are going to enjoy getting to know Linden, as I'm sure you have throughout this conversation. I am so encouraged. I usually hang up with my guests feeling encouraged, but, but this one feels slightly more so. So, Linden, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so appreciative of you and I love what you're doing. I think it's incredible. And I'm just so excited for girls to be listening and getting inspiration from all of your amazing podcasts. Oh, thank you. And when you're back in Los Angeles, we will have to, I'd love to say thank you in person. So I'll stay <gasps> tuned on that. <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh, let's do it. I would love that. Love it. Well, thank you, Lyndon. We will talk soon. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.